You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You just found the very best in original talk radio broadcasting on the Internet. It's L.A. Talk Radio. We say what we want. What we want. You're listening to On the Couch, On the Couch, with Dr. Michelle on LA Talk Radio. psychologist as I am always here 11 in the morning on Fridays Pacific Standard Time hope you join me today as always of course don't forget you can download the show right here on the LA Talk Radio webpage if you didn't get enough or didn't hear all of the show today and uh, also you can find me on iTunes yeah for free the podcasts are free just uh Type in Dr. Michelle. That's at the iTunes store on the talk radio shows information page. And you're good to go. So I have a great show for you, as always today. As always, everybody. You want to find out about how to make your relationships work? Do you want to find out from experts really what love is? Are you really yearning to find a little bit more out about yourself? and work with your partner. Well, I've got some experts with me today, and they're calling all the way from Israel. It's Ben and Frat. Efrat and Ben are relationship experts. They're Tantra mentors. A lot of people say, what's Tantra? What is that? We're going to find out what that's about and how you can get help. And these relationship experts, they give process work to couples and singles and it's really, they live Tantra as a way of life. They live it. If you go onto their website, which I'm going to tell you about in a little bit, you're going to see that this couple loves each other completely, and they live the Tantra as a way of life. That's hard to do. It takes a lot of uh, keeping up with what's going on with Tantra. It takes a lot, really, of thought, of love, of goodness, kind heart. In this world, sometimes it's not easy. But um, they seem to do it. Probably a couple of the most loving people I've ever spoken with. Ben and Ifrat, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And to you, it's good evening. So I say, what, 8 p.m. you said, right, in Israel? Yes, 8 p.m. here. Wonderful weather. So I say to you, Shabbat Shalom. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It's beautiful weather, huh? It's nice and warm. Well, it's, uh, you know, winter sets in, but it's Ooh. still very nice weather. Well, you you guys are just, you know, you are amazing. Efrat, you are a lovely person. Ben, you, you both, if you go on your website, people can just see the love that you're talking about. 
the couple love that you have for each other, you know, the spiritual love, and how wonderful it is that you both found each other and teach each other more about love and life. And now you're offering all this help to other people as relationship experts, and they can do it all online. They don't even have to travel to Israel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, can you sort of tell us how you got started being Tantra mentors and relationship experts? Uh, we are together for uh, and Can you share that once again? We're having a little bit of trouble with our line, Ben. Can you say that once more? I think we just zapped out on the line. There we go. Nope, we're having a hard time hearing you. Is that all right now? That's Can you hear me? much better. Much, much better. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> so, so, so I was saying that we were... We're nine years together now, oh. and uh, just as we met each other, we embarked on a mutual path. Um, we started going to festivals and all sorts of events, and really in, in our first festival ever, we went, we stumbled upon a, a, a Tantra workshop, mm-hmm. and it was conducted by a couple who are now our, really our best friends ever. Aww. and. And we we went in, and really at the first very first moments we felt, you know, this is it. This yes. Is, this is what we've been waiting for all our lives, and you know the sensation was so strong, was so so intense. Mm. You know, we, we looked at each other in the eyes, and we mm. said, yeah, that's the thing. Yes. And um, and we created, we formed a, a contact with uh, this couple. And um, we went to other workshops, and we read a lot about Tantra. We experienced a lot, and experience is really, really important in Tantra. Yes. And we really went in-depth. We studied the very basics, the the uh, spiritual um, practices and the spiritual um, uh, laws and all the, all the basic principles. And um, the, the more we continued with it, we we realized that it it kind of sorts our lives mm-hmm. out not only um, by helping us to teach other people but yes. we we literally live tantra and mm. it's a wonderful way of life we really we really uh, advise anyone who wants to have a wonderful life study tantra and and start practicing it. That's so interesting. It's very difficult, I find, for a lot of people, especially when they find something, you know, even in a religion, let's say, that's very, that speaks to them. It's very hard sometimes to keep focused within that and and live every day through that. But obviously, you both do that. Maybe it would help the listeners to, to define, how do you define Tantra? I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about that. Sure. Just just one one thing I want to say before I answer the question. Mm. Um, we think religion could be a bit difficult to practice, but I think Tantra is really the opposite. Yes. Because, well, first of all, Tantra is not a religion. Yes. And that's important to understand. And, and religion tells you what you should do and what you should not do. Yes. Tantra gives you a lot of freedom. Now, on one hand, 
it makes everything really easy. On the other hand, it, you you have, you must have total personal responsibility, or else mm. you'll go into chaos. Yes. So we don't think tantra is really difficult to practice and follow, mm. um, but it um, it does oblige you to be with personal responsibility and commitment. Yes. And that to awareness and be be aware. And uh, live a life of awareness is very, um, the very top, uh, you know, goal, I think. Yes. No? Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do we define Tantra? Yes. Tantra is basically, let's say, a, a set of paradigms which is supported by uh, an entire host of techniques. Mm-hmm. And actually... One thing important to know is that there is no single tantra. People, people in the West, you know, they usually talk about tantra as as one single thing, but yeah. but there are so many um, so many streams and different opinions, and it really covers the entire spectrum. Yes. From um, you could you you could look at it. It goes from. Um, white Tantra on, on one edge of the spectrum, which, you know, um, is purely meditations and doing nothing and no touch and no, you know, mm-hmm. um, no uh, um, um, touching in sexuality. And on the other edge, on the other side of the spectrum, there'll be the, the red Tantra or the black Tantra, which deals with black magic. We, we don't deal with that, but, it, you know, it really covers the entire spectrum. Mm-hmm. So it's... It does involve a lot of different aspects, or as you call them, paradigms. But um, you choose to really focus uh, on relationships, helping people with relationships, mentoring people in understanding Tantra, and, um, you know, your teachings, you know, on those paradigms within your teachings. What Maybe you can share some of the basic principles um, that you both teach. Well, so many principles in you know that the tantra brings about that if we if we start covering all of these basic principles yeah. you know <laughs> that will conclude the entire um, <laughs> you know the entire show right but what we really try to bring forward with our uh, with our work with people especially when we work with couples mm-hmm. we try to show them how to live a life of balance and awareness, hmm. and and we try to blend in the tantric principles and tantric techniques, and to blend them with modern approaches, and hmm. to really show them how one can live a modern life and still, you know, abide with the tantric principles. Yes. Do you see that a lot of people, especially in the West, and I didn't mean to cut you off because I thought there was a pause there. <laughs> but, okay, no, no, absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Efra and Ben, do you think that there are a lot of people here in the West, the Western country, you know, the Western areas, who who are so busy and so consumed with um, being busy, making money, being in the working world, uh, being socially acceptable, that they don't take the time out to have balance and awareness in their lives. I think I... Western society, yes. um, 
now we really see and feel a major shift mm. and we are so happy about this shift and we're so happy mm-hmm I just lost you on that last part Ben I think we're having trouble here with the phone again if you could just repeat that once more uh, just a little bit more just wherever you've got to move to <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do our best. There, now you're clear. And good. So, so this is all right now. It sounds great. Good. So, so um, I was saying, regretfully, most of the Western society lives the, that way, and um, we are happy about this shift that can be felt now in in the world, mm-hmm. and you really see people, um, you know, moving toward awareness and sharing and um, you know the the uh, technology the modern technology really helps with that um, the global village is really a wonderful unique opportunity to to bring about uh, global awareness right and but but still there's a lot of work to be done in bringing awareness and in helping people to put a break in their lives hmm. and to look at their lives and ask themselves what is really important to me in life you know what what really is life about mm-hmm. and it's not about career and it's not about making money these are fine and and they blend very well in with with tantra but they are not the main goals of our lives what is it about what uh, is life about ben Oh, <laughs> the million-dollar question. Mm. What is life about? Life is about having fun. It's about being in love, being loved. Yes. And and really, this is the core of everything, because yes. if you live love, if you are love, if yes. your being is a being of love, yes. you're actually in line with the divine energy, which is love. Right. And I think that really this is the core. Yeah, I, uh, I totally we, agree. You know, when you are love, you can do anything. It's so true. Because what your mind is full of is really what you're attracting and what you're putting out. And if you are in that same vibration, and I've talked about this a lot on my shows in the past, but I truly believe in that way, and and this is also pertaining to psychology, if you try and love unconditionally, no matter what, issue the individual has in your life who comes to you if you just try to give them love and try to just understand that they need to whatever they need to do in their lives if you're coming from a loving place that's really going to help them and it's going to make you fine because you're not going to be angry stressed upset it it all it's a win-win situation Absolutely beautiful. This is all that it, that that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, by the way, if you just tuned in, by the way, um, you're on LA Talk Radio with Dr. Michelle. It's um, it's a great day because we're talking about touching love. My guest's website and also being relationship experts. Uh, it's Ben and Frat. And they're calling Efrat, and they're calling from Israel, and they have a wonderful, helpful website. They have classes, they have courses, they have information that will really help you understand love deeper, basically. And that's what Tantra, I think, you know, really is about. 
And we can get into, by the way, if you wanted to call in and ask um, Ben and Efrat a question, you can do so at 323-203-0815. Let's get into the meaning of some of the principles and you talk about some of the paradigms, how really people can help themselves and how you, you know, really explain to them the principle of one, you know, that's a really important concept. And I think uh, listeners can benefit by that. Right. This is the core. This is really the core. Mm. And what's nice about it is wherever you look at in the world, in any culture, any, any, um, you know, deep going um, stream in any culture, um, you'll find this poor element, the one I just lost you on that last part, Ben. Seems like we're having a bit of phone troubles here on the international lines. <laughs> Can you say that once more, Ben? Just a tad, maybe we need to tweak it a bit more. Let's see what I can do from my end. Let's see what can be done. There you are. Um, There you are. Okay. Good. <laughs> so I would say you can you can find it in Kabbalah and you can find it with the Sufis, the Muslim Sufis, right. and with the shamans, whether African or Indian or Siberian, you can really find this core uh, principle all over the world. Mm-hmm. And Tantra explains that the divine creator that created the universe is one with the creation. Mm. And it's not only like metaphysically um, or spiritually. It's physically the, the the creator and the and the creation mm-hmm. are one physically. Yes. So every every atom, every electron, every particle in this universe is one. Yes. And 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 you know, now modern science, you know, quantum physics yeah. starts proving that but yes. but Tantra knew it thousands yes. of years ago. Yes. Tantra is very ancient, it's about six thousand years old at least. Mm. And they already knew that everything is one. Yes. And and from that principle of the one, everything stems. You know, if everything is one, then you can't separate. You you can't create any separation. Mm-hmm. What what most religions in the world or most societies in the world do, they they go for duality. Right. You know, and if you look at the relationship, you know. Um, everybody says we are here, here on earth, yes. and he or whatever it is, God, the, the, the creator, mm-hmm. the divine, everybody has a name, is out there. Nobody knows where this out there is. Mm-hmm. And we have a relationship, you know, he watches, he, he opens, he keeps his eye on us. If mm-hmm. we do something, he punishes. If <laughs> we do another, he sends us to heaven. And then mm. this is really dual. Mm-hmm. And. Tantra says, once you create duality, you harm the principle of the one. Mm. Yes. Now, if everything is one, then if I believe that there is sacredness in the divine creator, mm-hmm. then everything is sacred. Yes. So Tantra looks at everything as sacred. Everything that includes stuff that people usually, you know, distaste. So Tantra will will see um, garbage is sacred and death is sacred. And obviously, obviously, our bodies, 
um, our our sexuality, our sexual organs, everything is sacred. Yes. And that comes from the principle of, of the one. Yes. And you know that that in a way is, is there is no duality in that. It is all. It's all. <laughs> To be, I guess, sounding trite, it's all God. It's all good. It's all there. It's really kind of flavored and colored by our human minds on this materialistic level of how we view things. As you said earlier, it's it's pretty much all love, which is which is that super higher power that we need to connect with and know that that's that is what we are. Was that- one more time, Ben. Yeah, I may have to call you back one more time if you could say that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. We're having a little bit of trouble here again with our phone line, and. Um, if you just tuned in, folks, uh, by the way, I'm I'm talking with my experts today. They're relationship experts. They're tantra experts. They help couples. They help people. It's uh, Ben and Efrat, and they're calling, of course, from Israel, which is why we're having some issues probably with our phone line. But it's, uh, let's see, 8.20 in the evening there. But Ben, are you back on with me here? Can uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we're with you. Can, can you hear us? Now I can hear you well. So... Yeah. Good. I, I hope that stays that way. And, uh, <laughs> we, you know, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's really a nuisance. And, um, I know. Modern technology sometimes, but, you know, you've got to love it. Can't complain. Can't complain. There you go. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. You know, thanks, the, the technology, because, uh, you know, a few years ago, or not few, but yeah. t- 10 years ago, we couldn't do such yeah. marvelous things together. It's true. It's really true. I couldn't, you know, have you loving guests on my program and share these wonderful ideas with the, with listeners out here. So, I guess, right. yeah. So the principle, divine creator is one with its creation. We're all God. And, of course, quantum physics now is showing that we are all connected. And sometimes it's really hard to believe when we see a lot of anger and hate and wars. And <laughs> But I guess that is all a part of us, isn't it? It's all part of us, but, but when we teach people how to, how to connect spiritually with each other and how to really feel that love, that yes. uniting love, people begin to understand the principle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always go for the experience. You know, learning in theory is wonderful, but when you experience things, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with your buddy, then you really understand the principles. Mm -hmm. So we we really teach people how to connect with each other spiritually. Right. Um, Let me give you an example. We one of the first things that we teach couples who come to us. We teach them how to do the tantric eye gazing, mm. and this is a wonderful technique that really lets you feel mm. um, the spiritual bond at the soul level. Yes. And this is a technique that we teach on an audio program. We'll be able to tell you a little bit more about this audio program later. And in this audio program, we really teach that, that eye gazing, and every couple can practice that at home. 
And this eye gazing really connects you through the experience with infinity and mm. with nothingness. And these are, you know, these are concepts which are really hard hard for the mind to grasp. It is. And through that eye gaze, you begin to understand what does it mean to be connected on a spiritual level. You can actually sense the energy of the soul. And this yes. is, I mean, you know, it sounds like mumbo-jumbo, but this is so real. <laughs> it is It is real. Um, many times when I'm counseling couples, I have them come in and just be quiet and look at each other. And I can't tell you how uncomfortable it is for them uh, to do that. Oh, we know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, people are not used to that. And this is because our modern society, especially the Western society, mm-hmm. is not used to real intimacy. And you yes. you probably know that from your work, Michelle. Sure. Um, you know, people are afraid of real intimacy. Yes. And they think that intimacy is in bed, but intimacy is really in letting another person enter your soul and, and allowing yourself to enter another person's soul. Yes. You know, you can you can uh, connect the soul level with every everybody, you yes. know, your parents yes. and your children yes. and your best friends. And, you know, you can tell about your experience with your mom. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I'd love to yeah, hear that, that. That's a beautiful one. Um, at the age of 45, and I'll cut a very long story short, very mm. short, mm. but at the age of 45, in, uh, uh, in a surprise party that was held for me on my birthday, <laughs> yeah. I had the chance of asking my mom, who always first classes, I asked her to do the eye gazing with me, and I said, you know, mom, do me a favor, remove <laughs> your glasses, and she said, but I'm not going to see anything, and I said, don't worry, it'll be yeah. all right. Yeah. And I instructed her, we did the eye gazing, and both of us were dumbfounded. It was, it was such a deep experience. Yes. And, I, I mean, we really love each other. And for 45 years, we have never really looked in the eye. Isn't that something? Yes. Yeah. So you were profoundly affected by it, and so was your mom? Oh, oh yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's such a deep connection, and mm. it's such an experience that you can really never forget that. Yes. And let me tell you what, you know, many times couples come to us really on the edge of divorce or, yeah. you know, like with really bad fights, and and this is the basic thing we teach them. And after one meeting mm. that we really practice this eye gaze with them, they begin to behave differently. Mm. They are more loving, they are yes. more respectful, they are more understanding, they are more willing to speak with each other. Yes. And that really, you know, it really sets the stage for the next steps. Isn't that fascinating? And, and it's, it's so simple, but it, it is difficult to do. <laughs> uh, well, many of the simple things are, yes. are simple and difficult to practice and to begin with, you that's know, but true. they really are simple. And that's beautiful. That's true. One of my um, mentors, a psychiatrist who was pretty um, spiritual, when I was first starting out years ago, worked in a, a very um, a locked facility with psychiatric patients. And I was happy to be working with him. And he said to me, Look at each patient in their eyes. Don't say a word. Connect with them and just look in their eyes and be one with them. Try to just love them, and they'll you'll see changes in them. 
And I started doing that, and and it was there was trust involved. It, nothing had to be said, but it sort of instantly connects you with an individual, even someone who's you know not say in their right mind. So there absolutely, is a lot. and 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 we had the same experiences. We yeah. had the same experiences. We had we had the opportunities of working with such people and. It really, it really does connect you, mm-hmm. and many times there's no need to speak because there is, there is a, a wonderful dialogue that goes on silently when, when you do that. Yes. In your tantra, you both talk about uh, the path. You know, there is a path to spiritual development. Does that mean that a judgmental, this, the higher power, and we already talked about the fact that the, the higher power probably is not judgmental, but... Is there some kind of a karmic thing involved in Tantra? Do people have to come back to Earth to learn? Or where do they go when they pass this plane in Tantra? Well, the the Tantric concept is that, first of all, we are an eternal being. Mm. You know, we are eternal beings, and we never cease to be. We never cease to exist. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the, the, the tantric precept is that we are sort of traveling on a huge wheel, which is called the samsara. Mm-hmm. And the samsara is, is, is a wheel with a hub. Mm-hmm. And when we are on that wheel, we sort of uh, go into this world and out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, be, we, we become physical beings. We live our lives, and then we get off that, that wheel into the non-physical realm and then again, um, you know, the wheel goes up and down, and um, we sort of move in and out of this life. Yes. And the real, the real purpose of a tantrika, a tantrika is a person who practices um, tantra as a way of life. The real purpose of a tantrika is to um, get off the, the samsara wheel, hmm. or should we say to be in the hub. Mm-hmm. Right, because the hub is always constant and right. it doesn't really move about. Mm-hmm. And once a person gets off the the wheel of samsara, then a person becomes what we call enlightened. Ah. And enlightenment is really the the major purpose because enlightenment is actually the the ultimate um, the ultimate uh, um, harmonizing with the divine. Uh, energy. Mm. So you you really become one with the creator. Yes. Now, as much as I know, and, you know, I, I do know a lot about Tantra, but I really don't think I know about that. But as much as I know, Tantra doesn't really uh, um, tell you exactly what happens after physical death. Yes. Um, it doesn't really... Um, handle this issue, mm-hmm. although you know um, there there are so many um, concepts that come from Buddhism and yes. from from Zen that speak about this, and you know along thousands of years things things just blended in right. Um, so so we know many things that come from Buddhism, and uh, we also know. Um, about modern uh, testimonials that mm-hmm. came. Well, let me give you an example. In the books of uh, Dr. Michael Newton, I don't know if you've heard about his mm. books, mm-hmm. uh, Journey of the Souls. Yes. It's a series of three books. 
and um, he speaks a lot about it. And you, when you read these books, you you can recall what is being taught in Buddhism and and in other you know, um, mm-hmm. in other beliefs, and um, it, it all matches. Yes, exactly, yeah. it does. I heard. We really recommend these books, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it really sorts out your your head about all this you know issue of of death and life yes i think that's one of you know the most um critical issues that i hear from people you know who have had sad lives or they they've been abused or they've really been tortured on this plane you know with people around them or they're not right in their own minds and they say, I want a better life next time around, or what happens to me after this life? I want to move on, you know. So um, yeah, but yeah, but but these these people teach them. Yes. Um, when when we teach them that actually what they experience in this life is something they created. Right. Because they wanted to be on that path. Yes. They wanted to have this experience to learn something to yes. expand. Yes. And and they need to have the personal responsibility mm-hmm. over the you know what happened in their lives mm-hmm. to be detached from their past, mm. which is also something that tantra works about you know non attachment. So if you detach from from your past yes. and if you really assume personal responsibility, and if you understand that you designed this life path mm. in order to learn something and to expand. Mm-hmm. then you begin to look differently at what happens to you. And if you also understand um, another tantric principle, which is really accept every event that comes into your life as neither good nor bad, but just as what it is, mm. then you really, um, you really assume, you, you really are more capable of handling life in a positive manner. Yes. Yeah. It's, very, uh, it's very zen. Uh, just allowing, <laughs> allowing, allowing, allowing the good and the bad as we would define them to pass along whatever experiences we have, the pains. Um, but it, but you're not saying when something makes us joyful, let's say, uh, as we would call a good experience, uh, we we embrace the joy. More what you're saying, Ben, is something negative happens to us and we... We don't suffer so much from it. We just allow it to. We say, "Well, this is part of life." Is that what you're saying, Ben? And I've lost you again. <laughs> I've lost your connection. Keep going. <laughs> Actually, we really want to be precise. Yes. You know, naturally, we all tend to, you know, to embrace the joy and to distaste the the bad and. Uh, and celebrate life, yeah. but what really, um, what really is the core is is look at every event mm. as it is. Don't once once you you tag an event as good or bad, yes. you you begin your your inner conflicts. Right. And once you have these inner conflicts, you're in a problem. So um, you know, even even the good, you know. Have joy with it, celebrate it, but do not become attached to it. Mm, okay. You can, you know, you can accept it just as it is. And, you know, we are all human. 
you, you all human beings. So we all have to celebrate. And I don't yes. think you'll find many people in this world who will say you have to suffer through life. Right. But actually, actually, tantra, when Tantra developed thousands of years ago, it was really on, on a background of such a society, hmm. um, an ascetic society who believed that in order to attain enlightenment, one has to abstain from all the goodness of life, from, um, from eating meat, from drinking wine, from uh, enjoying sexuality and enjoying your, your senses and sensuality, and really, um, you know, uh, live in a cave, um, fast and pray all, all day long. <sighs> right. And that's how they believed uh, one would attain enlightenment. And Tantra came and said exactly the opposite. Yes. Because, because you know, Tantra looks at, at life in a very scientific manner. Mm-hmm. And so that thing in life um, is, is on an axis. And every axis has the extremes and it has the, the balance point in the middle. Right. 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 Now, when one becomes enlightened, one actually finds the balance point mm. in all realms of life. Mm-hmm. This is this is also the the major teaching of uh, of Buddha, you know, yes, Gautam Buddha. Yes, it sure is. Yeah. And and if you want to find the balance, mm. then why should you go to the nasty and unpleasant ascetic extreme? <laughs> right. Go to the other side, you know. Enjoy life. Yes. Celebrate life. Enjoy your senses. Enjoy your sexuality. Yes. Um, dance, sing, and there is only one requirement. <laughs> And it is to do it with awareness. Mm-hmm. Once you bring awareness, you will make your way toward your balance point. If you don't bring awareness into your celebration, then you have you haven't done anything. So when you say awareness, Ben, in Efrat, what do you mean by that? How can what what is bringing awareness? I mean, I I know the definition of awareness, but in Tantra, what is what does that mean? Say that. To our home, say that. Say that once have more. Space. Say that once more, Ben. Can you hear me now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. I said. I think if we will assemble all the books that were ever written about awareness, mm-hmm. you know, and and put them in our house, we wouldn't have enough room, <laughs> even if we stack them all all the way to the ceiling. <laughs> but um, we define awareness um, very simplistically. Um, awareness is when you. Um, sort of ask yourself questions. Hmm. What am I doing now? Why am I doing it? And how am I doing it? Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you use these questions, and it doesn't have to be literal questions, uh, to everything you do, if you apply these questions to everything you do, then you become more and more aware. You know, there's a beautiful story I want to tell you about mm-hmm. this. Um, we really love this story, and it comes from uh, Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov was uh, um, was the originator of the Hasidic movement. You know, mm-hmm. a, a very special Orthodox Jewish uh, movement mm-hmm. um, back in Poland about 300 years ago mm-hmm. or or so, I think. Yeah. Yes. Can you 
Ben, Ben, I hate to interrupt you. Can you just say that once again? We just lost you and start the story over. Okay. There you go. Uh, is it good now? It's good. Good. So, so uh, one day, um, um, did you hear the first sentence? No. Why don't you go ahead and start that? Well, over? I'll, 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 I'll go ahead from from the sure, beginning. Sure. So Baal Shem Tov, Baal Shem Tov used to walk from his home every morning, cross the river, going to the synagogue to pray. Mm-hmm. One morning, uh, a new police officer came to the village riding a horse, mm-hmm. and this police officer was really a kind of a brutal person. And he didn't know Baal Shem Tov, although Baal Shem Tov was a very, very well-known person in the entire village. And, um, and Baal Shem Tov went out of his home and started walking. The, the police officer came with his horse and said, yeah. Stop! Who are you? Where are you going to? What are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, and Baal Shem Tov looked at the police officer and said, You know, how much, how much do you earn per day? And it was like, you know, a few kopikas, really yeah. a, a few cents yeah. per day. And Baal said, you know, I'm willing to double your wages if you come to me every morning and ask me these que- three questions. Who are you? What are you doing? Where are you going to? <laughs> and, and that's a beautiful story about awareness. Yes. So, more aware. Yes. You you sort of ask you question yourself a question mm-hmm. about everything you do, and it can be even on on the simplest things. You know, you work out a salad, all right? Mm-hmm. So you go to the fridge and you take a tomato, mm-hmm. all right? Right. So you really pay attention to the texture, to the color, to the coldness. Um, perhaps you smell it, you want to wash it with water, so you really pay attention to everything you do, mm-hmm. to the sense of, of the water flowing on your hands and to the textures. And uh, um, when you come to cut it, you you do everything, you know, in a very aware fashion. Yes. You sort of ask yourself, how am I going to do it? Why am I doing it this way? And it's not it's not an internal you know, conversation. Right. It's just, um, it's just sort of uh, an, an unheard um, talk or an unheard question and answer sort mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And when you apply it to everything in your life, then you really become aware. Yeah. And the the basic principle of how to do this, you have to um, you have to um, divide everything into segments. Mm-hmm. So you divide your life into segments, mm-hmm. and the smaller the segments are, and the more awareness you bring into each one of these segments, you mm-hmm. become more and more aware. Mm-hmm. And that's about balance too. You know, that's all about balancing and and simplicity, as you talked about earlier in our lives. It's basically true because if if you bring awareness to everything you do you probably will not go to the extremes. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Um, talking about, you know, taking care of our minds, and there's there's a concept known as the observer, of course, that we've all heard about lately, especially if we're trying to understand uh, quantum physics concepts and all that. In in your belief system, you, you help people learn how to observe everything that happens in our life and understand that it's not happening to us, 
but it's around us, right? In other words, we're the observer. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? And we're trying to get a clear concept. It seems like every time I ask a question, the line goes a little askew. But let's try to have you say that again, Ben. (laughs) I said that this is really a basic concept and also a basic practice. Mm Mm-hmm. Say that say that one more time, Ben. Yep, I think we're okay, one more time if you can just try to say that and we'll try to keep you on the line here before I have to try to call you back. Getting there. A little better. <laughs> I can hear you barely on this side, but I don't think the listeners are hearing you, so try that once more, Ben. A little bit better. Yeah. That's a little bit better. Let's try it once more. It's very annoying, I know, listeners. I'm so sorry. Um, Try that once more in responding to um, understanding that life's happening around us and not to us. that once a person becomes aware of the fact that things do not happen to us, but they, they really, they, they just happen. Once you become aware of this, again, you, you have much less conflict with yourself. You, have, you, you don't have to fight for, for your life. You, know? you don't have to fight through life. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you come to understand that by practicing various various practices. One of the practices is to to learn how to become non-attached. You work on non-attachment. And, you know, when, when we are attached to things, then we think that things happen to us. And we have a problem in, in, in observing that they just happen. So once you're not attached, you begin to understand that it's not about you. It's not about yourself. You know, we come to this world with, with an ego, and our ego is very important. Yeah. It keeps us alive. But there's a little problem, and the problem is that the ego um, takes over, all right? And yeah. once it takes over, we start living our lives as if we are the center of the world. Right. And that causes a lot of suffer. And what, what we teach is if you manage to decrease the ego to the wanted level, you know, you, you don't want to totally diminish it. But if you, if, you bring, if you bring it to perspective and understand that you're not the center of the world and it's not all about you, you are much more able to look at life as it is. So things, things happen and it's not about you. Now, another practice is non-judgment. What happens is when people judge events, they are sure that they happen to them. Right. 
When you remove judgment from events, when you remove judgment from people, then you understand that everyone has their own lives, their own agendas, and it's not about you. And it goes even to such levels that if someone did something to you physically, even then, it's still not about you. And this is, I mean, this is really hard to, to accept. Yes. By many, but it's, it's really true. It they is. did what they did, not because it's you. It's because it was their own agenda. Do you know? So, yes. Yes, sure, sure. Go ahead. If most people, I think, who come to my practice really embraced this and knew this, I would be out of business, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? It would be sure. wonderful. <laughs> it would be, I would be happy. We, then my job would be done, could, I guess. We could be sitting together on a beach in Hawaii and enjoy life. You're, you, you've got that right. Exactly. We we do have some news coming up. We are, you know, on a bit of a hard break coming up. I, I just want to, we've just touched on the surface of what you have to offer. Um, ben and Ifrat, how can people get in touch with you and what are you offering to help couples and individuals as relationship experts and tantrum mentors? which is B-E-N-E-S-R-A-T dot com. And we provide, um, we provide consulting services to couples, to individuals. And um, we do that mainly by Skype sessions or phone sessions. And I know that some people are quite skeptic about the possibility, you know, of a Skype session to be effective but we want to tell you, um, you know, we have, we have an experience with that. And what really works is not the conversation. What really works is the energy. And the energy crosses boundaries. It knows no distances. And it really works. I mean, if we can practice something like distant healing, you know, we're, we're both Reiki masters. And we can heal people in distant countries. And it really works, and we did that. You know, we we healed people in in faraway places, and then we received a phone call or a Skype session saying, "Hey, my problem is over." You know, you, you treated it, and it wasn't really us, but it works on the energy level. So, yes, um, our, our Skype sessions are really helpful, and um, we we do um, we do provide workshops. Um, our, our workshops are mainly uh, being held in Israel, but if you know, um, if we will have a, a, a decent group, we will be happy to come over and, uh, and and mentor and teach. Yes. We also have a relationship seminar, which is um, which is coming up now, and um, we're trying to arrange it uh, in the West Coast, in there either in LA or San Francisco. Great. And so, you know, look yeah. forward to it. Well, thank you. And, yes. um, thank and I was you, also mentioning the audio program that we have, and yes. this is really highly recommended. Yes. Um, there's there's a, an audio program that we call Tantra Nights to Remember. Right. And the first in a series um, is actually uh, um, a guided evening for a couple 
and we bring about tantric ceremonies. We teach people how to do these ceremonies, how to do the eye gazing, and we give the first steps of practicing sacred sexuality. We give the basics of the tantric breathing yes. and how to form um, you know, energetic mm-hmm. circles. Great. And this audio program is also uh, accompanied by a beautiful music that was composed especially for that audio program. It comes with a booklet. Great. And um, you can find the link to this audio program um, on our homepage. So right. if you go to our website, um, you um, once again, it's benefrat.com, B-E-N-E-F-R-A-T.com. All right, Ben, great. And we do have to run. We do have a, a time limit here coming up. We have the CBS News that's coming on. So I just I don't mean to cut you off, but we do have a hard break here. So thank oh, you. Oh, we had fun. It was oh. absolutely Wonderful. You you both are lovely, and, you know, the love just streams through the radio here. <laughs> it really does. Do check them out, everybody, and thank you so much for coming on. Every time you write to me, it's Beloved Michelle, and you don't know how much that means to me. No one says that to me, <laughs> especially uh, online. Thank you. thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Well, bless you both. Ben and Afrat, it's been so nice talking with you. Relationship experts, tantra mentors, and uh, have a lovely evening. It is getting late there, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Blessings to everyone. All of our love to you. Bye-bye now. All right. If you'd like uh, any more information here on LA Talk Radio, you can write me at docmichelle at AOL.com. Download the show if you'd like to know more about tantric help. Uh, If you'd like to know more about relationship experting through tantric and mentoring process work couple singles all that doc michelle at aol.com of course it'll be up tomorrow for a replay if you'd like more information download it on itunes as well have a great day do take care of yourself and that means you'll be great for other people bye-bye now